Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. My name is Josh McElwane, aka Three-Eyed Sloth, and with me, as usual, the man with the plan, the one that holds us all together. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, sir? Hey, that's me, DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac. What's up, man? Nothing. I feel like I'm a stranger, almost. It's been a while. I was gonna say it's been it's it's been too long, sir. Too long. It's a very long time. This is this is weird, but I'm ready. I have gone through rigorous training exercises to get back to the point where I can be here on the level that I should be. Ooh, perfect. Well, then we should just get right to it. All right. So this one is going to tie back to episode number one hundred nine. Raw Real Monsters, number six, Nagas. And in my infinite wisdom and desire to try and make funny names for things, I did Diamnastics number 91, Not Gonna Give You Up. Not gonna give you up, not gonna let you down. Perfect. He has the reference. So for <laughs> this one, it was as easy as pie. And I just went on to Wikipedia, the... Trusted source for all information, nothing is ever wrong, and pulled all of the available options or variants of Naga, and very simply put up descriptions and asked the forum users to go ahead and jump on, grab one, and talk about it. Or, of course, come up with their own, which Neil, some did. Neil, what? Neil, Neil uh, I got a question. Uh, what's a Naga? What do you mean? I... I you know the, the 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 naga what what what's a naga is it's like a very creepy mermaid person kind of but not really i mean how do you how do you yeah i guess it depends right cuz there's so many different types but like i guess the common disc, like the way i've always viewed them are like sentient snake people right mm-hmm. yeah cuz they don't have they typically don't have legs and they crawl, but they're very intelligent, manipulative in at least historically in D&D. But I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of variants, but I think the one that would be most common would be essentially if you had to imagine a centaur, but instead of a horse, it's a snake. That makes sense. That would probably be the most common way to see it. Like World of Warcraft, for example, like they have like their own take on Nagas and they're a little bit more humanoid, I think, in that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still a serpent. Like on the bottom half, but I think that they're depicted more, at least humanoid looking, if I remember right. Yes. Okay. They were all water based. That's right. Yeah, they were all in the in the sea. So yes, that is what you will find if you look it up, or you'll find a mouse from Razor, and that's not what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I mean, we could just review mice all day. I mean, that could also work. <laughs> Actual mice, not yeah. even. Once for computers. <laughs> All right. Let's get this back on the rails. Right, okay. So, Got question. It. What one did you choose from the forums? Well, the one that I... I should say that there were quite a few very good ones. I really liked some of the the ideas that people came up with. It was some really creative ones. The one that really got to me the most was submitted by DM Exitium, who is a five-star platinum dragon. Woo. Yeah. Woo. He he submitted one that is called the Clockwork Naga, uh, and I have to say, like when I first saw the name, I was a little bit hesitant to like give it a chance because I'm a little bit 
burned out on the whole like steampunk and clockwork motif mm-hmm. and visual aesthetic. It's just not my favorite thing in the world, but the flavor text for what he came up with and how these things exist and how they come to be, I thought was so good that I just couldn't help but be drawn to it. So essentially, Gon, the god of craft, did not, while he didn't make these creatures necessarily, all the gears and parts uh, that were scrapped, discarded, that were damaged and sent to be recycled and whatnot, essentially were imbued and formed into these like weird like destructive clockwork machines and like that was cool but then the thing that really sealed the deal for me was that it consumes more like it kind of just hungers you know for more scrap and biomaterials and it shreds them it's like a scavenger almost from the description and it adds what it eats to its body so it's just like adding new like parts and kind of continuously growing and changing and learning new things and I'm like that's so cool like that's such a neat I, I like the idea of just something that isn't clean or sleek looking you know like nagas are you know, like very usually depicted snake-like and so they're very sleek but the like I imagine these is very just like messy and just like a weird gross jumble of just random parts and gears and cogs that just like make this creepy snake thing. Uh What I really like that you can use, I mean, you could get very descriptive with what the players see Mm -hmm. and you could also easily establish or potentially establish how difficult the clockwork Naga is based on the stuff that it has on its body. Right. Like essentially the things that it's already killed and how it wants to kill you too. What if it ate a like a chainsaw and then like grafted the chainsaw on its body? Like how cool would that be? Oh, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Is players could <laughs> see something that they really want, right? On the Clockwork Naga, so like you Ooh. could also have further motivation as to like why they would want to fight and destroy it. Oh, here's a cool visual. Are you ready for this? No, no, no. Wait. Okay, oh. go. <laughs> okay, okay. Imagine the party is being sent on this mission to like find parts for something like they have they're trying to repair something or help somebody by finding you know scrapped material or whatever like very specific things and as they find it like this big jumbled mass of parts and they and as they discover it it all of a sudden like starts to come alive and coalesce into like this weird like parts monster you know it's like oh that's so cool and so they have to like fight the thing and like remove the parts from it in order to to get the things that they need Oh, I, I just think that's a cool idea. I also like having like that initial interaction almost be like the mechanics of uh, like a trap in whatever setting you're playing in. Mm-hmm. And so then essentially whoever's trying to inspect that pile has to roll against the trap and essentially get damaged even before the fight were to start, if you will, or possibly get stuck in it. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities you can go with that. Sweet. I like it. Well, Mr. Neil, what did you... uh? find most appealing on the boards well i found the blood naga by dm danielson wax on wax off (laughs) and this is a really cool one essentially it's created by someone that has either embraced or mastered blood magic or vampires in kind of that realm (laughs) i like that just master of blood magic 
or or just a vampire. Yeah, because it kind of just fits. I yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> so essentially, the blood naga can take on whatever shape that it wants, and so like it's I would see like its natural form would be more of that snake like existence but then whenever it wants to it can disguise itself by studying someone for 24 hours and eventually shape themselves into whatever they want which is just mortifying because i would also see it as like a disguise and then when they you know the jig is up if you will then they turn back into this terrifying blood naga that's going to consume you yeah, and the description that, that DM Danielson came up with was that he mentions that it is completely made out of blood. Like, it is not, like, concealed by anything. Like, it is just a, like, gross, coagulated blood monster thing. And that's gross. Yeah. That's real gross. Ugh. And then, of course, it can siphon blood out of creatures through a touch attack. And it is brutal. And then... I think this is where it plays somewhat into the vampire thing as well, is that because it's created by magical means, if it dies, it returns in 1d6 days. Yeah. Oof. That's pretty good. That's very scary. I'm going to have nightmares just thinking about that now. Yep. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of the, the mini you could use for that. It's just, <laughs> a vi- it's just a small vial of blood that you put on the table. I'm just going to just drip my own blood all over it. Naga mini that I've got lying around. Yeah, it'll be fine. Your players will totally be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, they would totally love that. Now that we've got those two out of the way, we're going to go ahead and lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. I've got my weightlifting belt on of giant strength and my gloves of squatting, right? No, that's not what you do with gloves. Anyway... I've got a couple of ideas that I have been kind of thinking about as we've talked about this. And I think the one that I'm going to go with that I really, I think I like the most is, I think the name I've come up with was, is like a void naga. Mm. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I had like the idea of something like, and you know, there's a, there's a monster, I think in either Pathfinder or D&D that kind of maybe fits the description a little bit, but I couldn't think of the name of it. So, it, but it's not quite the same thing. But essentially, it's like a, you know, snake-like creature that exists like out in like space uh, that kind of lives and is very intelligent, but like that's this very uh, like occult type uh, creature that just kind of thrives out in deep space uh, and just like maybe has some ties to Lovecraftian horror, you know, and that like it pierces the mind, you know, of people that encounter it and drives them insane. And I, I imagine it, like it being really just black, you know, very dark colored with maybe wings, Ooh. like perhaps like leathery wings, you know, no, no other limbs except for that, which is kind of creepy, you know. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like something like if you wanted to. Something either with a little bit of a science fiction bent or something maybe more like Call of Cthulhu-esque in your in your game. A little bit of like Lovecraft horror. I think something like that would be really cool. But not just like some, you know, space monster, but actually have it, you know, very intelligent, very manipulative, very deceitful. And, and, and that's kind of creepy, you know, and but play into the, the whole like weird horrors that you can't comprehend. I don't know. I think I think that's. I think that's my go-to for that one. 
Just so you know, there's a band called Void Naga. There is. Yes. When I googled Void Naga to see if there's any cool pictures, I did find that there was... It looks like a metal band, obviously, if you're going to be yeah. called Void Naga. I, mean, I don't know what else you would be, but it also, I have to say, for the other gamer nerds out there like me, the name does also sound very similar to Zelnaga, which mm. when you, if you search for Void Naga, you get a lot of StarCraft yep. imagery. So don't be surprised if you also do the same. You're like, what? What is that? Mm. It's it's fine. And apparently there's also a Void Touched Naga in EverQuest 2. Oh, that's cool. So I didn't. Well, now, now we know. Closing up shop. Uh, no, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a really cool idea, especially like you said, if you're you know, and kind of tying back you know, in some of the stuff we've dabbled in, and space seems to be on the uh, forefront of many people's minds with RPGs at this time, and I think it's a really cool way to have that creature interact and just because it's one of those things where you could just be traveling and then boom, like a flock, a gaggle of void not gonna just show up and <laughs> attack your ship. Agreed. So, right. What do you got? The one I was thinking about. I was pulling from that list that I had put down. First off, the Bone Naga is always awesome. It's very creepy, but it's in yeah. a lot of settings, so I, I would think it's kind of one of the more popular ones. So then, the one that was there that really interested me, just from an alignment perspective, was the Guardian Naga. Yeah, I've, I've always been interested in that. There, I know there is, I don't know if it has a name, but I know in Pathfinder, there are like good Naga, but I don't remember what they're called. I think they have different colors. I think they're just like, like different color Naga are, or maybe it's not color, but there's like spirit and, you know, dark and all those. And I think yeah. maybe it's just the guardian one, you know, for example, is the, the one I thought there was others, but. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they exist in fifth edition too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. It already exists. <laughs> do you know what you know what I've always really liked from Pathfinder is uh the Nagaji. Okay. Like that are like almost more half human, half Naga, you know, like where they're, you know, bipedal on two legs mm. and, and whatever, but they have like Naga blood in them, which is uh, okay. pretty cool. Yeah, they're Ophidian humanoids with scaly skin. Crazy. Yeah, they're super cool. I've always they're more like the Eastern setting, but I've always liked those a lot. They look cool. Well, now I don't want to do that one. They <laughs> totally exists. Well, I'll, never mind. Let's. I lied. I'll still do it. Okay. Okay. okay so the Guardian Naga. Essentially, it does exist, and it exists in Fifth Edition. But the thing that I think of because I find it interesting that the way they kind of went was with more of a spell casting bent than a physical thing. Cause I don't know when, when I hear the word guardian, that's not really where my mind goes, you know, and it's mm-hmm. necessarily spell casting. So I was thinking of something that was more armored and just like that, you know, it's awful good. Just thinking of this, I don't know. I just, in my head, I just envision like that full plate look, but with like golden scales. Ooh, that's cool. So then it's still the, Kind of, you know, and again, like that centaur mix with human and snake, and then the upper part of the body is just extremely armored, and then maybe the mobility is a little bit. The body is very, very thick, um, but then essentially they're extremely difficult to damage. I like that. 
and I just like the the look almost you know because you could almost have that scales that go up the back come over the face a little bit more and kind of create that almost helmet look. Mm. So that's more of how I was viewing the Guardian Naga, but then they already exist. <laughs> that's okay. I think yours is cooler. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I just say one thing too that I based on what I was talking about earlier with the you know different depictions of Naga in different like settings and different games for people that maybe aren't familiar with Naga is like in more traditional D&D like they they're basically snakes with human heads whereas the thing that I always thought was funny about World of Warcraft was that their torsos are human so they're like snakes with torsos and arms you're like that's weird do you have any other versions you know the only other thing I could that kind of popped to mind uh that not as fully fleshed out but i i like the idea of say like other nagas either they're separate but have come together or maybe they were you know created or born a certain way but like think of like a naga hydra so like a naga with multiple heads (gasps) that's crazy because it's literally what i was thinking about right now nice but it would be cool because like a hydra is kind of like a brainless creature you know but like a like a naga fused hydra would be like each head you know is clearly like different you know it's a different brain mm-hmm. different personality or whatever so that could be really cool like i feel like that there's a little, there's some potential for some really interesting stuff that you could do with something like that yeah i really like the idea of then that kind of being almost like a naga lord well you know or you know, yeah. something like over a bunch of other nagas and essentially you know, because of the intelligence and that almost like that brain trust that is you know multiple heads all working together then that's why they've like risen to the top exactly and i will say uh out of all the different nagas that like do exist the one that's always like the creepiest one is the bone naga. Like seriously, oh yeah, yeah. Every every time I see like pictures of the bone naga, like it just oh uh, uh, it's so creepy. I just can't get over it. Oh, it's so good though. It's very good. It's so good, but it just like it really gives me the icky feelings. Yeah, go yeah go search go search bone naga because not only is it like creepy, but there are some like really good minis that retain that creepy factor. It's not just a fan art. It's all of it. Ugh, the bone naga with like the weird human skull on top is mm-hmm. so gross. <laughs> Man, no, thank you. Yes, please. <laughs> but really, yes, please. Yep. Perfect. Sir, I think we've done it. I think so. With that, though, the question is, where can people get a hold of us? <gasps> That's true. What if people desperately need to contact us for any reason? Well, well then, then they, they should, should do, do so at dmnastics at gmail.com. Or they can go over to the Twitters and find us at dmnastics, where both of our Twitter accounts are linked in case people don't know what I say when I say Joe Maniac. It's true. Uh, I'm also over there at Josh Clyde on Twitter. You can also check out the show and other shows over at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. And we want to implore listeners of this podcast to join the forums and take part in these challenges and different exercises as well. There's a lot of conversations being had that uh, you should join in the fun. And to do that, just head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics. So your players don't ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. 
I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you.